0: I can't really sing. La 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 Yeah. Hello
1: and welcome to the Sports Blog New York podcast. My name is Peter Kennedy and I am your host. I'm here with my Sunday night guy tonight, Alec Argento, in the house. Talk some sports, baseball, basketball, and some Oscars. How about some television too, maybe? I don't know.
0: We'll get into it. We'll get into it. We'll get into it. I'm a little upset, Pete. I gotta tell you Why? Uh, I am a big movie buff, and I am currently here recording this podcast on a Sunday night, because like I said last week, I have nothing better to do, except for this week, I do, and I wanted to watch the Oscars.
1: Well, you set the precedent with me last week, that Sunday nights, you were free. So I don't feel bad. Well, I don't
0: know if you saw it. Uh, uh, Lil Bow Wow and Like Mike were uh, up for at least three Oscars, so I wanted to make sure that they won. No, I won't know. and I'm gonna have to go into work tomorrow i have to hear about who won, and it'll it will ruin the surprise for me. So you've
1: dedicated your last three days to catch up on all the Oscar flicks. You know, you watch Manchester by the Sea, a little Moonlight, maybe a little La La Land.
0: I, I didn't watch La La Land because I've already seen High School Musical and Glee, and I don't need to watch uh, Hollywood pat itself on the back a couple more times. So uh, that's what that movie's about, and uh, i already seen that movie. I haven't seen that movie, but I've seen that movie. I know what you mean. Nice. And if you also have something
1: to say about it, please tweet at us, at SportblogNYC, or at my personal Twitter, which is at Pete underscore Kennedy, 81. You know, give us some feedback. You know, a little love, a little hate. I can handle hate. Like, really. just I, I don't care if someone tweets at me some vile shit. I want to I wanna feel what that feels like. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like not enough people hate me, and that's that's what I need. I need more people to be pissed off at me.
0: So you're just not going to plug my Twitter name again?
1: Yeah, no. Oh, but- I, don't, I thought we made that evidently clear oh, this last is, Oh,
0: this is a thing? Okay. Yeah. All right, cool.
1: I would like. I never would recommend someone to follow you on Twitter. I mean, I would.
0: I need to get those followers. Whatever. Well, you
1: know. We'll, we'll, we'll fix it in post. <laughs> Maybe we'll go back and we'll add your name at
0: blah, 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 whatever it might be. You but know, I'm not saying it now. You don't have to like, disrespect me and lie to my face.
1: Whatever. I'm not lying. I'm telling you straight up. Yeah. If you want to plug your own Twitter, you can do it. I ain't doing it.
0: I'm not that kind of guy.
1: All right. All right. Well, you know who is that type of guy? Who just loves just plugging stuff all over the place? Please tell me. Danny H. Danny Ainge, the Celtics president, GM, whatever he is over there, well, I He's saw the a, he tra- made he made so many trades. I last saw week.
0: everyone's gone. All those picks got shot off. They got Paul George. They got uh, Jimmy Butler and Jalen Brown's gone. Uh, Isaiah Thomas has a lot of new tools to work with. That front court got settled. You know, they're,
1: not, they're not even the same team anymore. I mean, we all knew they were going to make trades this whole time, and you know what? Good for them for actually pulling the trigger, right?
0: Uh, no, they didn't actually Pete. A Little fun fact: they did exactly what everyone—or I don't know about everyone—but I said it. They would not make a trade. They would just flap their gums like they tend to do every trade deadline, every off season. They do this, and I don't need to be jerked around left and right to tell me that nothing's gonna happen. Well,
1: my whole thing on this is take your damn shot. Who's gonna make them get over the hump? It ain't Jay Crowder. Absolutely it's not all right. Avery Bradley's a very good player, but it ain't Avery Bradley. It ain't Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. If he's putting you over the hump, it ain't for five more years. Get Paul George in here. That's why Take you get the these shots. assets, Pete. That's,
0: that's why you get these assets.
1: That's what you build for the for such a long time. All these picks from the Nets when you got rid of KG and Paul Pierce. Now you have all these young guys. You have probably the best pick in the draft coming up. That guy who you pick, I don't care what you think of Markel Fultz or Lonzo Ball or Josh Jackson. But the problem he, is, too, not, he's not going to be a great player if he ever becomes one for another five years in the league. And
0: the top of the draft is all backcourt players. You need frontcourt. That team needs the frontcourt. They're not going to, you know, the the, the frontcourt people. They can trade down in the draft. So then they they should trade down. They won't, as they always do. They never trade. And it doesn't solve any issues. And he's going to play off the bench just like Terry Rozier or or anybody like that. And it's just going to continue this cycle that they tend to... This is my theory. This is my theory. Tell me your theory,
1: Pete. I have a theory. I think it's a pretty good one. So hopefully, uh, you know, you guys appreciate it. So everyone talks about the NBA. It's a point guard league, right? Okay. Kind of in the sense of the NFL, it's a quarterback league. So everyone goes, oh, it's a point guard league, point guard league. You need one to succeed. Now, I agree with that. This is where my theory comes in. The point guard will get you there. The wing players and defense couldn't agree more. Get you over the top.
0: And Markel Fultz can play the wing. Don't get me wrong. He's yeah. not.
1: He's a. He's a six four six five point guard. He's a, maybe a scoring point guard, but he. He's, wing, he's not a wing player though. He's comfortable off the That's ball. That's different. My my thing with a wing player is you know you have to be able to guard two through four. You have to be able to do everything in the sense of shoot slash and make teammates better. You have to be able to do a little bit of everything. Like who are the people like that in the league? LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, Kawhi Leonard. If I'm missing one, I don't know who it is off the top of my head. Nate but Robinson. Nate Robinson. <laughs> those six people right there are the ones who are able to make such an impact where they go over the top. It was Melo, you know, when he was making a Western Conference Finals in Denver. He's obviously not like that right now, where he can make the impact oh, he's that not. intensely.
0: He's not. So that tank isn't working either, by the way. Just saying, they beat the Sixers for no reason yesterday.
1: Carmelo Anthony. This is a stat for you guys. Has the most buzzer beating for Victor. victory. Well, not buzzer beating, but, you know, last second shots for a victory in the all of them came in the playoffs, the right?
0: All of them came in the playoffs.
1: No, no, no. I'm talking about this season. Oh. With his now game winner
0: against the Sixers on Saturday night. You would think that that would, would has... put us in contention, right? Yeah, but oh, no. But no, 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 no. We just continue to tank poorly like we did when, we, when Porzingis fell in our lap. So I'm sorry to take you over your subject. I'm just very frustrated with my Knicks. No, I'm just saying, if I'm the Celtics...
1: I'm taking my shot. Shooters got to shoot, and they they didn't. They passed out. They passed out right there. I, I don't know.
0: That's in my opinion. I mean, you know what's funny about this trade deadline is everyone was getting uh, persecuted for all the trades made, and then everyone was also getting persecuted for all the trades not made. It was probably the aside from Boogie, probably Serge Ibaka. That was a good trade too, but that happened a couple of weeks ago. Um, there was no blockbuster trades whatsoever. No, nothing that really mattered to any teams ever. You yeah, have the the Bulls shuffling around bench players, meaning nothing. I'm glad you brought up Serge Ibaka because this is where I think the
1: Celtics lost. They didn't make a move. They didn't acquire a worldly talent from like Paul better. George. And the team, their direct competitor
0: mm-hmm.
1: in the Toronto Raptors got that much better by adding someone who can block shots and protect the rim, someone who can legitimately knock down jump shots, and someone who's played in an NBA Finals before in Serge Ibaka. And on top of that, they got a guy who come off the bench Guard two through four, rebound like you know, pretty well. Not a great offensive player, but plays the game the right way. He knows how to play basketball. People always forget about that. That goes a long
0: way. In PJ Tucker, those are two
1: guys who will help the Raptors for the rest of the season. You don't want a championship
0: without PJ Tucker. You don't, want a, you don't want a championship. He's a proven championship caliber player. PJ Tucker, yeah. him and Nate Robinson went to the same high school. We're gonna talk about <laughs> Nate Robinson. What about Nate Robinson? You didn't say no. Like trying to come back in the league, I've heard about that uh, in the D League yesterday uh, on the uh, Delaware. I don't know if it's Delaware, but somewhere in Delaware, 86ers or 87ers, whatever the hell their name is. Um, he dribbled through a seven foot three guy's legs. I'm not saying wait. Drib- are you telling me that Nate Robinson is in the D League right <laughs> yeah. now? Yeah, and he didn't dribble the ball through. Him. He ran underneath this player's uh, this legs. How did you not see this? How did I not see oh, that? Oh my goodness! You're not see. I'm committed to this podcast. I was blacked you know. out all day yesterday. Oh, sick for egg. <laughs> so, you
1: know, it's not my fault. Cool my guy Pete over here, guys. <laughs> it's not even true. That's a sad part. I was playing 2K. <laughs> oh, well, anyway. Actually, speaking of the trade deadline, we just talked about DeMarcus Cousins. On the television, right behind us, we have New Orleans Pelicans with said Boogie hey, Cousins. Pete, why don't
0: we pretend like this game has ended? Because it looks like it did. It well, we could be look really foolish if we guess it wrong, but it looks like the uh, Thunder is going to win.
1: Yeah, the Thunder have this game. They're up 6 with 50 seconds right now. The Pelicans made this big move. But like obviously they're not like a legitimate contender yet. This is more a move for them for the year after. So other than the Raptors, what team actually better position themselves to make a run?
0: The New York Knicks.
1: The New York Knicks <laughs> by not doing anything.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, they made all those moves. I mean, I don't even know if this is better than. Do I want to get another Alexi Shred? No, I don't want to get another. Are Alexi you calling Shred. Ricky Rubio Alexi Shred? No, I wanted Because that Ricky is Rubio. hate, hate I wanted Ricky Rubio so badly. You know that contract in the in the new NBA with the, with the new with the new cap rules... Uh, it just seems a lot better than it did when they initially offered that contract. I love Ricky. I think he's the point guard we need. Uh, he is a fantastic passer. Uh, as Petey would tell you in all the games of 2K that we play, uh, if Ricky came here, it'd be Ricky's team. Uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I think that it, it would benefit Porzingis the best, although he's hurt now. Uh, so there, there goes our tank. Uh, Porzingis should only be out for a, for a few days to a week. So but hopefully, it's a lingering ankle injury. you got to be worried about
1: that. Yeah, it's but a- it's not affected to his Achilles, apparently. So that's big. But no, you know what? The Knicks should have made a move. The worst part about it was that that seemed like the surefire move that was definitely going to happen. And it just fizzled out. Maybe Phil Jackson was talking to Danny Ainge. I think he fell asleep
0: he on, was- the bus- on the bus. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, or <laughs> in the airport. Did you see the uh, Barstool video of Phil Jackson? No. It was him. It was like a really awkward oh, Saturday for the
0: boys thing. Yeah, they yeah, ask him, so
1: uncomfortable. asking Phil, "What are Saturdays for?" He goes, uh, "I don't know. <laughs> Saturdays are for the Sabbath." Like, come on, you couldn't think of something. But it's probably too high on on peyote. Yeah, <laughs> hippie Phil. In Phil Jackson's defense, he legitimately probably has no idea what barstool sports is. Fair. Roger Goodell tried to pretend like he didn't know what barstool sports was when he definitely does.
0: Phil Jackson, I, I bet you he actually doesn't know what it is. It's fair. I, I don't yeah. think Phil has any awareness of the world around him. No. Nah. He, he is. He is such a hippie. He is so high on peyote at all, any given time. Uh, hate that guy. Now we're going we're gonna to get into uh, some
1: more basketball in a little bit. And again, tweet at us, at SportblogNYC. Also at my personal Twitter, which is at Pete underscore Kennedy 81. Uh, but I want to touch a little bit more on some Oscar stuff, maybe a little television shows, because I watched a show I caught up on that's still going on right now. Awesome show. Like I will talk about it in a minute. And then I wanna to touch on baseball for a minute and then we're gonna get back into basketball. Uh, pretty heavy. I can dig it. Alright. You you cool with that?
0: I can get behind it. Okay, good, good, good.
1: So, you know, I cut you off before and I was poo-pooing the whole situation. But the Oscars are going on. That's a big big weekend for, for movies, right? So the Manchester's by the Seas, The Moonlights, The Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, all these movies came out, some really, really good movies. What
0: what caught your eye out of everything that you watched in the past couple days? Surprisingly enough, it was Moonlight. Yeah. Yeah. Now I thought it was very Oscar Beatty. You know that that type of movie that they make just for just to win an awards uh, follows a, a young African American boy uh, growing up in Miami. His mother is a crackhead. Uh, he, uh, he he thinks he might may or may not be uh, gay. Uh, it turns out uh, he uh, gets raised by this crack dealer in in Miami. Now it just seems. You know, saying it out loud that it's probably just this uber said movie that's just made to win an award but it was actually one of my favorite movies in recent time and, and manchester by the sea was very good too wasn't as good of an overall movie in my opinion but casey affleck was unbelievable and so was michelle williams a former dawson's creek character uh um, uh she she was very good as a supporting actress albeit she didn't have much screen time but supporting actress uh, she's there's a chance she, she can win it this so year. So right what's
1: now. your what's your uh, what's your pick? Because people are going to be hearing this on Monday morning.
0: I'm going to so talk- I just- hope you're wrong. But You <laughs> might be right. You might get this prediction spot on
1: because you just watched the movies. Well, got?
0: I, I'm going to say La La Land might you know just sweep everything. They they broke it, they either broke or tied the record for uh, most movies nominated in the Oscars. They were in almost every category. The Oscars, the the the, the people who over the Oscars, they kind of like to um, pat themselves on the back for. Uh, Hollywood movies. So the movie ba- is it, it's it's based off of Hollywood, and uh, I was telling people before, it's it's a movie, it's a it's a musical, it's about jazz, two white people making jazz movies It's not really my thing, uh, but you know, it, it, Hollywood loves to 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 pat itself on the back, so it's probably gonna win a lot of awards. So you're telling me I've seen Glee, I've seen High School Musical. I don't need to see this movie. So you're telling me because in my
1: office pool, we do a little Oscars pool. I work you know in television, so everybody's into that kind of stuff. Thanks. Nice. Uh, I like to sneak those in as much as I can. Whoa! Cool. Uh, <laughs> so I picked a heavy dosage of La La Land. Should I be feeling good about my Oscars pool right now? Probably. Or should I be feeling like if La La Land somehow craps a bed, I'm just screwed. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Moonlight should should be more of a favor than it is. I think they were my pick for Best Picture, but
0: Mo- I mean, Moonlight almost every other category I mean, had La La Land. I mean, last year there was a, a there was a big uproar about not enough uh, African Americans uh, being nominated for for Oscars and. The Oscars, So white movement that there was there last year, uh, there was a reactionary thing. Um, hidden Figures, uh, Fences, Moonlight, uh, very heavily influenced by African American culture, and I think that they have a very strong chance of making a, a bigger impact than people are giving it credit for. My
1: pick for best actor was Denzel Washington. Uh, I don't think he's going to win. What? For Man on Fire. Ah, uh, that's probably some Denzel reference that's going right over my great head. Movie, is sure that like it. a really old movie? It's a great movie. <laughs> am, I, am I like, is that sad that I don't know that? It's like five years old. I watched uh, it in high school. Well, you know. Oh, I'm, I'm not old than that. Oh, I'm, I'm dating myself. Oh. I'm not losing <laughs> sleep over it. So I picked him for, for Best Actor, but uh, when I what, what I do, like a lot of people do, when Oscars comes around, I don't got time to watch all these movies, and a lot of them are long. That's because mm-hmm.
0: you work in television. Right, I ain't got time for that, unless it's in a series,
1: and it's on demand, on Hulu, Netflix, all that, I ain't watching it. Uh, but anyway, I watched all the trailers online, and I swear to God, Denzel Washington had me, like, getting the chills just watching a trailer, watching, like, an extended sneak peek. Guy was crushing it, and so was
0: Viola Davis. Like, they were... She's a smoke shop. Their trailer performance, <laughs> I must say, their trailer performance was, like, ridiculous. It's a great trailer. Phenomenal. It's, it's a great trailer, and then, then you know, he's, he's a cop, and... Uh, he actually he asks his he asks his, uh, his trainee if he if he smokes PCP. Yeah, I can see in the look in your eyes that you have never seen Training Day either. You're not getting this reference at all. These references are going <laughs> right over my head. You're a movie guy. Uh, he works in TV, not not film, folks.
1: <laughs> well, uh, yeah, you got to be careful with me on certain references. You know, you did it to me last week. You're doing it to me again. You're just trying to like make me look bad right now. Like, you should grow
0: up. How about
1: that? All right. Maybe I should actually just watch some movies more often. Why
0: <laughs> don't you stop talking about it? Just do it, Pete. All right.
1: That's fair. Well, you know what I have watched what, recently? What have you watched, Pete? I watched a really good TV show. It's only three episodes right now. Uh came out, obviously, a couple weeks ago. Tell me. Tell me. Uh, on Wednesday nights, on FX. show is called Legion. I know you know about it, but if you don't know about it, it's in the Marvel Universe. There is a character, the main character, who is a diagnosed paranoid schizophrenic. Finds out he may not actually have schizophrenia, but might actually have otherworldly powers. And, you know, if superhero stuff isn't oh, your world. thing, it's not It's not very superhero-y. I'll tell you that right off the bat. But it is it's not, fascinating. It's not, it's not
0: your father's hero. How about that? Not Def- your father's superhero.
1: Definitely not your... Or your uncle's. Well, you don't know my uncle. Oh, you don't know my uncle.
0: Alright, fair. I can't, I can't really go <laughs> back
1: from that. <laughs> but I'm telling you, this show had me hooked for three episodes in a row today. And... I cannot wait for each episode now. So, if you haven't seen Legion, check out trailers. All this is what I was going to say also about the Oscars, and then we're going to move on, because we got we got to keep moving here. Oh, sure. There should be an Oscar for best trailer. I can't hit on that at all. Like, I everybody can... can get behind that category. If you don't like movies, you can put yourself through a two two two-and-a-half-minute trailer. And, you know, you could learn a lot about the movie. Like, right. I felt like I saw a movie just by watching a trailer sometimes.
0: I could also get behind a best Oscar for a commercial. How about that? For
1: Best Commercial. Isn't yeah. that kind of like a trailer, though?
0: That's what I'm saying. Why you have to hate on my recommendation when it's well, kind I of feel piggybacking? I'm building off of what
1: you're saying. But I feel like it's really just copycatting. It's not actually building. It's Copycat League.
0: <laughs> it an
1: imitation, it's an imitation league out here. It's imitation league. Do you have any TV shows you've been watching that you want to shout out to
0: uh, the listeners right now? I'm kind of just catching up on what I have around. There's not been new, uh, new, new shows. A lot of things are coming back uh, on Netflix that I'm excited for. Uh, but it's going to make me look a little... All right, bad. I'm bored.
1: Yeah. This is the Sports Blog New York Podcast, and my name is Peter Kennedy. I'm here with my co-host. His name is Alec Argento. As he's
0: walking out for being
1: cut off. <laughs> no, well, this is, this is an SBNY podcast. Tweet us any questions, any feedback you guys got. Hopefully you're, you enjoyed some Oscar talk, a little TV talk. What were, what were those shows on Netflix that you're going to watch? Check out your mouth, little boy. <laughs> so now you're just not going to tell me? No,
0: have fun hosting the podcast by yourself. All right,
1: actually, we really like that. So we're gonna, <laughs> All right. we're going to get into baseball just for a moment because uh, it's just spring training. And spring training is important for the players. It's not very important to a lot of fans. But the Mets have played a couple games now. Yankees played a couple games now. Michael Conforto hit a home run earlier this weekend. So that's kind of nice for Mets fans. Rosario, uh, you know, he's on base. He's active. He's gotten a couple hits. Jose Reyes made a sweet play in the hole. I mean, spring training. What's your update on the Yankees?
0: Well, the spring training for the Yankees means a little bit uh, uh, it's a little bit different this year than it is for the Mets. It's, it's actually, it's like um, as important as the first couple weeks of the season. Everyone, everyone's fighting for uh, for spots right now, and it's really exciting to see. I mean, I, I won't get too in depth uh, to it. Uh, I know I don't want to bore the uh, the podcast listeners, but um, Aaron Judge hit a moonshot, absolute moonshot. If that if that scoreboard wasn't there, that was that was breaking a windshield on the uh, on the highway in in, uh, in Tampa, um, it's also not, I mean. Uh, Gleber Torres has had a couple RBIs, a couple, a couple runs scored. Uh, Clint Frazier has has had a uh, he had a triple, uh, an RBI as well, and a run scored. Um, it's you know a lot of a lot of their action has been due to poor fielding by you know single A players that are playing on the other team right now. But you know they they won two games. Uh, they lost in a, a walk off on, on their second game. Um, but Gary I mean Sanchez, wins and losses are not important. Gary Sanchez though. I'm a little worried about him. Uh, not to go too deep into it. But he ended his he ended his season on a on a bit of a slump last year, uh, and he hasn't gotten a hit so far in spring training. So, well, yeah, he, he has a while to figure it out. I I would be worried as I am as, as a diehard Yankee fan. So you're a skeptical Gary Sanchez guy, right? Now. I I'm expecting the worst, hoping for the best, and I think that I, I think that it, I'm a little superstitious here. I think that it doesn't he doesn't go through these troubles if Brian McCann doesn't get traded if they didn't jump the gun too too quickly. But well, that's we'll that's, actually,
1: that's actually really interesting because. Most people, when the Yankees trade Brian McCann, they say, you know what, it's something that had to happen. Gary Sanchez is our guy. Let's give him the chance, right? Oh,
0: I'm, I'm all for giving him the
1: chance. But I think you're coming at it from a really, really smart approach with this whole Gary Sanchez thing, and I think a lot of Yankee fans out there need to listen to you on this. Like, They need to have the same approach because the streak that he was on last year was so spectacular. As a rookie, his first couple weeks in the league, his first couple months, you can't expect that to keep up, especially when I mean, you have a season layover. You know what I mean?
0: So you Don't got, get me wrong, though. you got to have
1: low expectations with him. That's all I'm saying. Can't,
0: I don't want to say you should have low expectations because what he did, I mean, I think he played fifty 53- You need to weather your expectations. Yeah, so for 53 games that he played last year, I believe, something like something along those uh, numbers, he finished second in, in Rookie of the Year voting. He did something at a pace that nobody has ever done in MLB history. It was historic. Um, with that being said... He did end on a slump, and you know spring training does mean something for him. It's not, it's not, you know, uh, it's not Jose Reyes coming into camp. You know, but he's he not, he's not fighting for a roster spot, it's right? Like he's, they, not. he's not. Working that's not why he's different. What? He's not working on anything either. So you want to? I mean, ideally, you want to see him jump off the right off the bat, and you know, I, I might be jumping the gun here a bit, but you know, something to keep an eye
1: on. Oh, without a doubt, and I, I've been saying that since last year. Yankee fans need to be careful with the expectations for Gary Sanchez because baseball is one of those games where and there
0: are prospects in general. Yeah, well,
1: of course. You always have to be wary when you're talking about prospects in baseball. But in baseball is one of the sports specifically where you can have a guy who is legitimately like a 285, a 290 hitter, and he'll have a season where he's just 265. Like, that's possible. Or a guy who's a 30 year home run hitter, he'll have a weird season where he's a little banged up, he's just slumping, and he'll have less than 20 home runs. Right. So baseball is a weird sport like that. Just be careful. It's a you know long what I season. Mean? It's and, a long and season. It is a long season. Baseball is this sport where expectations just and uh, not expectations, uh, predictions mean ah <laughs> uh, take them and throw them in the trash. absolutely
0: nothing. Take, well, in fairness, everyone thought the Cubs were going to win the World Series last year and they did. But nobody thought the Indians were going to win the World Series. True, they came very close, damn close. That was such a great World Series. <laughs> that that was the best baseball game I've ever seen. That Game Seven, that was the best baseball game I've ever seen in my life.
1: Was okay. I here for that?
0: Was I watching that with you? Uh, I don't think so. I was probably no. alone, as I tend to do things.
1: <laughs> alright well do you have any last words on baseball because I want to get into basketball I have I have some theories for the Knicks point guards moving forward um, I think they're interesting I think they're solid but before we move back into basketball and talk some Knicks maybe a little well, thank you for
0: asking me if I had anything left to say and then just moving on
1: well no I just said you know, that's what we're going to get into next that's how you do you know podcasts you tease things I just said I'll talk about the Knicks in a minute expert but Pete over you here. got anything more to say about the Yankees
0: no I don't Pete I don't okay
1: <laughs> fine <laughs> Let's talk about the Knicks then. Because if you want me to get fired up, that's all you need to do. Okay. Bring up the Knicks in a point guard situation. The Knicks didn't trade Derrick Rose.
0: No, they did not.
1: The Knicks did not trade Derrick Rose. did not trade Melo, which I've been saying for like three months.
0: I bet you they re-signed Derrick Rose now.
1: Oh my god. I bet you they do that. How many people are handing in their resignation forms as Knicks
0: fans if the Knicks resign sign Derrick Rose? Well, I feel bad about the Knicks fans aren't going anywhere. We're the, I no. Think, I think I, we're I, the best fans in sports. I mean, what, naturally. You know who I think should hand in their resignation form? Mr. Zen Master himself and Steve Mills. I think they, they have uh, served their purpose and served it poorly. And I think they should get out of here.
1: See, you know what? The way I feel about Phil Jackson right now
0: He doesn't is, care about this team.
1: Well, that's not how I feel. He's done... This is his third year out of a five-year contract... You might as well just let the guy stay till five years. Well, he did. He he had an opt out,
0: and, the, and Dolan is saying that he doesn't want to give him the doesn't want to opt out on him.
1: No, he doesn't want to because he wants Stupid. he wants <laughs> Phil to see this thing through. And at this point, I'm saying, you know what? Screw it. Just let Phil continue and finish his five year thing. If if he's setting us back, he already set us back. Like it can't get much worse than this. I don't think. I think he's, made, well, he's
0: still in a good spot. I made mean, honest. He's no made
1: no it clear he ain't getting rid of draft picks, and that is something the Knicks can just not say That's over fair. the past 10 years. Uh, I don't know if you listened to the podcast from, from Thursday, the one after you were on from Monday morning. Did you have a good peek to it? Oh, yeah? Sure. So we played a little game, and I'll play it with you now, too. I don't know if you know. Wow, that alley-oop from De- DeAndre Jordan we'll was The, Clippers the, game right now. Uh,
0: the Charlotte uh, uh, Clippers game right now, and that was just an unreal uh, alley-oop.
1: Wow, completely sidetracked, but DeAndre <laughs> Jordan just threw down a crazy dump. Well, anyway, we played a game, Trust Level for Phil Jackson, And the moves he was going to make, this was right before the trade deadline. So the numbers from everybody else were 10%, 15%, and then someone said 35%. And I knew mine was going to be the highest, and it was. It was 51%. And I'll explain that to you in a minute if you can want, you, but I want to give you, you your chance first. Well,
0: I just want to know what your you know scientific method for giving those completely arbitrary numbers are. Oh, they're
1: completely arbitrary. <laughs> but my reasoning by giving 51% was saying that he's right over the hump of I think he's not going to blow it. And it could be argued that he blew it by doing nothing. But I will say it again, because I said it on the last podcast. I can defend confidently pretty much every move he's made other than Joe Kim Noah. Uh, even like I'll, which I'll just def- made like three moves. <laughs>
0: I'll get, but
1: so be it. I'll defend the Derek Rose trade, even though it I wasn't, like the Derrick Rose trade. It was day. Derek.
0: to this day. It created cap flexibility. I'll defend, which Courtney was then annulled by the joke of Noah, uh signing.
1: Correct. I'll defend Courtney Lee signing. I obviously defend Christoph Porzingis. I defend his ability to go grab Willie Hernandez. I disagree.
0: I disagree with Christoph Porzingis. I think that he fell into uh, to, to Phil's lap. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. He didn't want him. He didn't want him. How do you know? You don't know what he wanted. You think that they wanted, they wanted Christoph at the fourth pick. They wanted... If he was there at the fourth pick and those other guys were gone before, that was the guy they wanted because they took him. Right, well, because they, they wanted job They wanted Julio Loca for him, which, thank God, because he, he seems to be a bust. But, you know, well, he's not a bust, in my opinion. I think he seems to be a bust. I mean,
1: he just dropped... He dropped he, that guy can get 20 points in the league for the next 10 years. He also get
0: 50 every game for the next you know, 15 years.
1: That's besides the point. We're, let's stay on the Knicks. We'll get into the Sixers in a minute, because they're also an interesting team at this point in time. Sure. So, you can defend Wilhelm Gomez, finding him. You can defend Mindaugas Kuzminskis, finding him. And... Other than Joe Kim Noah, and then the lack of making this trade, and really his trades in general, haven't been very... <coughs> isn't like the Alexis Fed trade? Excuse me, what just happened to me there? Well, maybe you're dying. Take a drink of water. That Sit back. Maybe Phil Jackson... You die, that's my podcast. Maybe, me, <laughs> maybe <laughs> me trusting Phil Jackson isn't the best idea. But that was basically my, my reasoning behind. 51%. Where, where would you fall on that trust level?
0: I don't know. I, I probably, I'd probably... i put it at 20% just because... Really? I didn't think you'd be that high. I'll tell you why. It's not because of what he's done. It's, it, it's because of what we are allowed to do now in the future, being that we have all of our picks. Rose is $20 million off of our books this year. Um, if we successfully tank, we can get a very good point guard. It looks like we're getting uh, a, that kid from France. I, I can't really pronounce his name. Frank N- Nidilakina, Nid- Nid- wherever his name is. Nikinlia. Yeah, sure. <laughs> right? Sure. sure. Um, but he he can be a very good player in the NBA. Uh, there's a lot of good guards in the, in the league right now, and we'll probably get a good guard in the draft if we continue to be crappy for the rest of the season. Which, which, which we is can't not do, a guarantee. Which we can't do because Melo has too much pride all of a sudden to uh, get a buzzer beater against a team we need to lose to. Melo has had now too much to pride. Watching, now it's si- me watching the games and we're hoping they lose, which is always this point of the season with the next. I mean, <laughs> and this is when they start to like win
1: a couple random games. But Melo has been... To playing with pride since 2017 started. January and I can, February... I couldn't agree more. His numbers are very, very good. His percentages are very good. And it's actually been pretty impressive.
0: I, I'm i a big Melo fan. You know
1: that. If you go to sportsblognewyork.com, uh, one of the most latest articles on there is looking ahead to the Knicks point guard options. And pretty interesting. They broke it down. Uh, Joe Staubach, who was actually on the podcast last week, he broke it down into a couple different zones, if you will. So the first one... Is disaster zone, and that's re-signing Derek Derrick Rose to any type of deal in his opinion. Then you got the pipe dream, which is you know the Kyle Lowry's of the world, the Steph Curry's of the world, the Drew Holiday is even now a pipe dream because why the hell is he going to leave Boogie Cousins and Anthony Davis in New Orleans? So that's the pipe dream. They keep
0: winning games over New Orleans.
1: <laughs> well, they've only played two since he got over there, so yeah, we'll give them some time. And then the next uh, zone is hitting the lotto. So hopefully, if the Knicks can tank well. They can actually get down and have some more options than maybe just Frank McKinley and maybe hit up a Darian Fox, a Malik Monk, who's not a true point guard.
0: Dennis Smith.
1: Maybe a Dennis Smith, which would be awesome for the Knicks. Awesome. And then obviously Lonzo Ball and Markel Fultz are probably out of we're the not range. Them, yeah. We're not going to be that bad of a record. So hitting a lot is going to be a tough one. <laughs> this is the most realistic one, and he saved it for the end. There's these other options, right? There's guys like Patty Mills in the league. There's guys like Darren Collison in the league who, if you threw them out as a starter on an NBA team... You
0: you're know, not going to get embarrassed.
1: You're not embarrassed, right? So if you have one of these guys, Darren and Patty Mills, who are free agents this year, they're not going to command a lot of money. They can hold down the starting spot. And then you draft a point guard like Frank Nikinlia, and you're comfortable letting him develop as a bench player, and he can earn that role as he goes as a starter. And then, say Nikinlia really takes off, you have no problem moving Patty Mills or Darren Collison to the bench... To now platoon. He did that similar thing spot. with
0: Courtney Lee. I mean, I think that's what that was the idea with Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee and who? Well, I mean, I they haven't drafted anyone, but I'm saying I, I think if they draft a shooting guard or, or, or stretch two or something like that. Well, yeah, sure, exactly. So
1: say Malik Monk ends up in the Knicks' hands somehow, he could start off the season on the bench, not as much pressure because we know the pressure here in New York can get very, very high. Starts playing really well, he maybe earns starter minutes, and then earns a starting spot you're okay with Cordy Lee coming off the bench because he makes your second unit that much better. Right. So I think this is the most realistic option for the Knicks, going with the Patty Mills or Darren Collison and drafting a point guard. Because realistically, what the other options are just unlikely. Very unlikely.
0: Is there? I, I I haven't looked at a mock draft in a bit, but is there, uh, is there any point guards of, of note past... Uh has that eight nine spot?
1: The weird thing is, there's a, everyone says it's a heavy point guard draft, but I guess the heaviness talent, yeah. is that all the point guards are really top good. 10, yeah. So there's not many point guards down below. they the guy who I mentioned on the last podcast, who I want you to look up as well. And if you listeners still didn't look him up, Larry Larry Mark, I can't say his name either. He's from Finland, seven footer, Larry Markkinen, seven footer, baby zingus He's a baby zingus telling you. We
0: yeah. don't but we don't need
1: uh, we don't need a, a front court. We need a back court. But if you got him, if he's there at, if say we end up with 12 I'm and there's a fan no of good trash. guards, no, I'll not, take him.
0: I'm not a fan in basketball of drafting what you best player available. You draft what you need. Because free agency is such a crapshoot because all these players are older. And then draft is a crapshoot just as much. I agree. So you're trying to mitigate it as much as possible get your best possible guy out there. That's not gonna so be- you'd rather take take a guard who's projected at 20. You trade down at that point, you trade down. Well, who
1: can, do you trust that, where that comes into the trust level? You're a 20% trust level for them to make a right
0: move. What if they blow that trade? Listen, as a Knicks fan, I, I have 100% guarantee that no matter who we tra- uh, pick up, it's going to be the wrong guy. <laughs> I said this before to Pete uh, the other day. Um, we all know that the, the, the Ball family, all three of them are going to you know end up probably playing in the NBA. And I said... Two of those guys are going to be great, and the other guy is going to be on the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> that is good. And uh, before we keep moving,
1: again, this is the Sports Blog New York podcast. Go to sportsblognewyork.com. We have a whole bunch of new writers. We have 15-plus writers now on the staff, and they're they're doing some cool pieces. And my uh, The most recent piece that I actually really like is about the Mets' big four pitching staff right now. I say four because the fifth guy's kind of a toss-up. Zach Wheeler, who knows where he is. Dude, they, they were seen.
0: He's, in, he's on the operating table.
1: Yeah, he did. He did seventy-five <laughs> percent, thirty pitches flat ground the other day, and Mets fans were like, "Yeah, he's back, baby!" But anyway, so Stephen Matt, Jacob Degrom, Noah Syndergaard, and Matt Harvey were all pictured out at a big steakhouse in Florida. So we wrote a little piece and really joked a lot about what they were talking about, what kind of drinks they were ordering, who's picking up the bill. We had a lot of fun with it. Set it up like a sitcom. Uh, and shout out to Matt Jackson who wrote that piece. So go to Sportsblog New York, check it out, and follow us at Sports NYC. Send us some tweets, you know, a little feedback on the podcast, talk shit about me, tell Alec how smart he is. It's gonna, It could be a good thing for everybody.
0: You could say that directly on my Twitter if you wanted to plug it.
1: Yeah, you guys you guys can do that on, on Alec's Twitter too.
0: You want to plug it? Or?
1: Uh, so I want to get back into the <laughs> Philadelphia 76ers because my number one thing I'm going to say now, and I'm going to say this and I'll let you take the floor for a second here. The Sixers tanked. True and true. Trust the process, right? And I want Knicks fans to really think about this. The grass is not always greener on the other side. Because everybody now is saying the process is starting to work. Joel Embiid is superbly talented. He's a stud. Ben Simmons is the number one pick. He's out for now till next year. Just when the process started looking like it was taking place, and granted the Sixers play really hard and I respect them for that, It doesn't still it does not seem like a guarantee to me that they're gonna be competing for even mid level playoff positions. Well the problem with the Sixers
0: The problem with the Sixers is they don't surround their their highly talented young guys with any veteran talent whatsoever. That's not trusting the process. The process would be tanked for a bit, get some talented players, and then sign some veterans that can, you know, some glue guys that have, you know, had success in this league. Their veterans are Gerald Henderson right now. That's their veteran their veteran. Not that. That's their veteran. Yeah. Exactly, Singular. right? Yeah, exactly. That, that's not trusting the process. The process, I mean, listen, it's their own process, but it's clearly not working. I think any NBA uh, executive would probably tell you that eventually, once you get this talent, you have to surround them with some players that can play. And that They don't know success. Good. They don't know success. They don't... They, I mean, they, most of these guys have known it in college, but... That's not professionally.
1: But if you watch the Sixers now, cuz I watch a decent amount of Sixers games, they really do compete, like legitimately comp- like compete against any team in the league. Obviously they don't win a lot of games, but if, there's a difference when you watch the Sixers and how hard they play to when you watch the Knicks on a nightly basis and see how hard they don't play all the time. So, I respect Brett Brown, their coach over there, what he's doing and trying to build, trying to teach them to win at all. And granted they have more picks coming up in this draft, I just want Knicks fans to remember that this trust the process. This whole tanking thing is not a guarantee that you're going to be good in five years. These two
0: teams, even if you're patient. These two teams are the extremes. You combine what the Knicks do and what the with the Sixers do, you have a great team. The a bunch of old washout veterans and a ton of young. Yeah, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you combine these two teams and you got a good team. You got a playoff team. One, you know, playoffs don't really mean much, but they'll, they'll they'd win a couple. They win a series or two. Uh, in the playoffs, at the very least, I think you have Melo with all this young talent that they have over there in in, in, in Philly, uh, as well as Porzingis and you know some of the older guys that they have over there. Like uh, yeah, as much as you can hate on on Joakim Noah, the guy hasn't had success in this league before. He can teach people, and I think that that's what he's good for. How much you value that? I don't know if it's 18 million a year for four years. I don't value teaching at 18 million a year, but that is valued in this league. It, it's very much valued. It's it's uh, it's it's priceless to be honest with you.
1: What was your first reaction to the Sixers? Because we talked on our pod last week and said, when the Sixers make a move, if they make a move, because we thought they would, Julio Okafor would be out of Philadelphia and Embiid and, and Nerlens Noel would start running it. Yeah,
0: couldn't believe And quite it was, the opposite. Couldn't believe it was Nerlens.
1: Nerlens Noel gets shipped out to Dallas, of all places. It's kind of a weird
0: deal to me. Well, I guess it makes sense, though, because he's been complaining a bit. Uh, for a while now, he's been complaining about his place on the team and how he wasn't getting enough minutes. Well, he wasn't even mad about minutes all
1: the time. He was also mad about just pure usage. He says that he has this talent that nobody knows yet because he hasn't even had the opportunity to use it. That's and, true. you know, I guess I can't say because no one's seen it yet. He doesn't seem like the most talented guy with the ball in his hands.
0: No, no, that that, that, that pick that they got, that's protected? It is top 18 protected, which is it's not a worthless.
1: No, it's not. It's, that's not a protection you hear all the time. Top 18, so you think, all right, the Mavericks are going to be within the first 18 picks this year. Why would the hell would the Sixers use that? Do that trade? But if the Mavericks end up in that top 18 and the pick does not go to Philly, two conditional second rounders go to Philly, so Philly can continue the process and get two more unproven young guys <laughs> to get play 10 minutes a night, have one good play a week, and continue to be mediocre.
0: Well, they have the thing is they have no cap space because of all these superstars they have on this team that they're paying, so they can't get any of these free agents anyway. Actually,
1: I have to look this up. I'm gonna look it up right now. I wonder who's the highest paid player on the Sixers right now.
0: I don't know. It's I mean, their their rookies get paid a lot because they're drafted very highly. Yeah,
1: but even still, like the rookie contract threshold is no more than I mean, five million. I don't believe
0: it even it t- it hits the the cap right the, the rookie contracts.
1: Uh, I don't believe so. If it does, it's so minute. But I'm, I'm gonna look this up well uh, also but why why I look this up I want to ask you Ju- uh Julia sure <laughs> I feel very confident I mentioned this like 10 minutes ago. he can score 18 points a game for the rest of his career for the next 10 years. he can't get worse on defense and as a rebounder until he obviously like passes his athletic prime. That dude can get buckets. why would a good team not want him on the team off the bench to score?
0: That's not what I'm saying. I'm sure somebody'll want him. I just don't think he's is as, as, uh, he has a high enough value as people give him an out to pay. I mean, I think the same thing with Isaiah Thomas. Well, his, his value's awesome. his value's
1: down now, which is probably why he didn't get traded. But I'm saying, I think his value should be higher because put him on a team. All right, I mean, this is an easy team to say. But say he's on the Cavs, right? And you throw him off the bench, and you give him the ball in the post for five to ten plays a game, he's getting fifth, fourth, like twelve to sixty. He's get angry points. in
0: that situation. He would. He's, he's, he's kind of a head case himself. Um, he's got a lot of off the field issues. Wait, awesome. this is great, by the way. I just got the Sixers contract situation up here now. Can I, can't take, I can't take a guess? Who's the get, highest paid player players?
1: Yeah, you're not going to get it. He just joined the team.
0: Uh, what is it, Bogut?
1: It's Andrew Bogut. Oh. <laughs> Andrew, <laughs> he's not even on the team. He, was he got, he got he's, waived. Yeah. He's getting waived. <laughs> so who's the highest paid player behind that? The two, they're pretty, pretty much tied. Two people. It's the rookies, right? Jared <laughs> Bayless and Gerald Henderson, both making $9 million a year. Nine million more than they're worth. No, oh, come on. <laughs> That's fired. Oh, two bold guys who can chuck threes, though they're pretty
0: good. <laughs> well, is there anything you want else you want to talk about on the podcast for today? No, I can't really talk about um, the Oscars. I, I wish I could. Um, we're recording this uh, a little.
1: So, are you doing a whole record, not check Twitter? I'm gonna watch it later, so I don't really know everything oh, yet.
0: I'm, I'm gonna try that, and it's gonna fail miserably.
1: Because <laughs> as soon as you start watching the Oscars, this is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna set set the scene for you. You're gonna to start to turn on the Oscars. You're gonna get bored in like a minute and a half.
0: Why are you DVR, guy? G- you fast forward through the stuff. You you're gonna check it.
1: your phone while you're bored, and you're gonna learn who won everything.
0: Well, the best part of the Oscars is is the uh, Twitter uh, reactions to everything. I'm missing all of that. That's that's literally the best part of the Oscars.
1: You and me are so different in that sense. You, and I, you, you and I.
0: Why do you say that?
1: Because the the whole things blowing up on Twitter and everyone thinking stuff is funny.
0: Like it's just not my thing. Uh, cool guy Pete over here, guys.
1: Yeah, cool guy Pete just nah, just doesn't do it for me. We
0: much. really learned a lot about Pete today. He really clearly, uh, very evident that he thinks he's better than everyone else here. Yeah, he works in TV. He doesn't like Twitter. It's cool guy Pete.
1: That's just true. I'm <laughs> not even gonna argue with that. Uh, I mean, I am better than you. So, and I'm better than everybody listening to this entire podcast. All right, guy. Across the whole nation.
0: <laughs> all right, guy. <laughs> Relax yourself.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really just I'm really curious about how my office like my my my, uh, my pool's doing.
0: Oh, very selfish of you. Yeah, you don't oh. care about these people who put in all their all, all their blood, sweat, and tears into these these films that they made, and you know. Absolutely not. Okay, cool.
1: Yeah, no, it's all about <laughs> it's all about me. The, the girl who sits next to me in my job
0: won she the a pool. Cutie she won the pool last time. Answer the question. Please stop dodging the question. She, she won. Cutie. She won
1: the pool <laughs> for the Golden Globes. And she has the crown on her desk. She has a hate nice her? crown.
0: Do you hate her? No, I'm just jealous of her, her crown. Yeah. You, She's a nice person. She's green with jealous rage, right?
1: Yes. <laughs> I look at that crown all day. It's right next to my desk. And I want I want to know what it feels like to be the king. And to be loved. And find another
0: human being, right?
1: <laughs> <laughs> to feel to feel emotion <laughs> that I can share with somebody else other than my
0: mother. <laughs> Good news for you. She doesn't love you. What? I'm oh, sorry. Come on. You can't
1: can't say that.
0: (laughs) You You got dogged. All right, so we have about two two more minutes
1: on the pod, so let's have some fun. We said we might talk about this. We weren't really feeling it as we went on. Let's talk about Shaq and JaVale McGee for like two minutes, and then we'll say goodbye. Shaq and JaVale McGee have had a serious beef for the past like three years, it seems like, but it really escalated, really, really escalated over uh, the past couple days and this past weekend i got to read you some of the tweets. Oh, sure. Because if, if you're a listener to the podcast right now, you might know about this. You might you have heard. Like Twitter. Um, I'm actually not on Twitter. I Googled all the tweets because, you know, you wouldn't be able to find them in one cool place. Cool guy Pete, guys. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to find them in one place. <laughs> Javel McGee started this Twitter feud by saying, at Shaq, Get my peanut emoji, S, yes. get my nuts out of your mouth, oh. and eat a dick. Oh. Hashtag that is all. Jeez, Alou man, and that was not all. So he lied straight
0: up. As so, a white heterosexual male here, I don't think I'm qualified to uh, discuss this. <laughs> well, <laughs> Throw that out there now. Um, I wasn't gonna bring up. I wasn't gonna bring up that.
1: But since you brought it up, I will just disclose that JaVale McGee uh, did have some choosy words in one tweet directed at Shaq. That Shaq clearly didn't take kindly to, uh, which led to the further tweets back and forth. But. I think we could clearly say now that Shaq's favorite insult to use, at least on Twitter and like a public uh, place, is
0: "bum ass." Sure.
1: How do you feel about that choice of insult?
0: Uh, I think Kevin Durant is a bum ass. Whoa! About that. How'd you bring him into this? Oh, because he brought himself into the situation. Explain. Uh, He got questioned by uh, reporters and couldn't couldn't wait to bring up the fact that he thought that uh, Shaquille O'Neal was a bum ass himself uh, and that he was a flawed player. Uh, guess what? Every player in the world is a flawed player to some extent. For real. But uh, you know, here goes Kevin Durant again, chirping away, just making n- nonsense talk, making uh, anybody else who probably kind of likes him not like him even does more. Do you like Kevin Durant at this point in his career? You know, I'm
1: just so I'm indifferent about he's it because I'm, I'm cool guy he's Pete. He's
0: the worst. Yeah, cool guy Pete over here. <laughs> he's the worst. I don't care how good he is. He's the worst. So and I I I hate all the uh, the Russell Westbrook uh, Kevin Durant back and forth that the media is doing, but. I really wish Russell Westbrook would just smack him, because he'd win that fight easily. So if you don't know what Kevin Durant said, he went basically straight at Shaq and was like,
1: "He was a flawed, flawed player too. He he couldn't shoot free throws. He used to airball free throws all the time. He couldn't do anything outside the paint. He had no skill." He said he said that Shaq had no skill. Now
0: was he talking? Come on. was he talking about no skill in in basketball or acting? Because I mean, I like Kazam, but it's not a good movie. <laughs> you ever, you not seen I've never seen Kazam, but oh, I know what it you is. got to watch Kazam. He plays a genie. It's great. It's, I, I, I'm <laughs> familiar with the setup. That's pretty funny, though. But
1: yeah, how are you going to go tell tell Shaq that he's not like skilled? You know what I mean? Granted, he was just huge and dominated people physically. Clearly, the guy had some skill. Wow, well, I'm
0: Kevin Durant. Three-time well, champ. Oh, I just want to go win a championship with the team that beat me in, the, in the, fi- uh, the conference finals. Meh. All Shaq would do, just like he does to Chuck, he would just wave his rings right at Kevin Durant. Yeah, Kevin Durant. Oh, how many rings does Kevin Durant have? Well, I know Shaq has three rings, and I know Dur- Durant was his, had a 3-1 lead. Oh. oh! So it's kind of the same. And now he joined the team that had, had a 3-1, 3-1? Oh, oh, lead, too. Right. Okay, same thing. Okay, Ooh. cool. You didn't see, but we gave each other high- air high fives there, so. That's true.
1: And off <laughs> that, we're going to end up for the night. This is the Sports Blog New York Podcast. Follow us at SportblogNYC. My Twitter is at Pete underscore Kennedy eighty one. You gonna change it to my Peter? And I'm, at Pete or what? I'm here with Alec Argento. <laughs> we outie. Have a good night. Give us some feedback. Hopefully, you enjoyed the show, and we hate you all.